You are listening to If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, welcome back. Happy March 1st. No more snow on the ground. Nice and clear out there. Pretty great. Yeah, not over here. I know some states will have some, and then some states are talking about how it's already 70, 80. Right. When usually it's not over there. And even California has snow right now, I think. Or they had snow. I think Texas, too, maybe I was hearing. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. All right, well, that's your weather report for this week. <laughs> Welcome to our first episode of March. We've got our new theme, March Sadness. So when we are doing our draft later on, we'll be casting some more dramatic roles, some more uh, dramatic characters. But first, we're going to start with some news. So uh, I guess I'll go first. Go for it. Okay. My first bit of news is about Warner Brothers Discovery. They're suing Paramount over a South Park deal. So they had purchased South Park and the rights to South Park and all future episodes. However, mm-hmm. Paramount did uh, show those two different pandemic specials for South Park. Mm-hmm. And they came out within the time that should have been Warner Brothers Discovery's contract. Mm-hmm. And so they're suing. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know who's going to end up winning this one. I don't know if the deal happened before for these pandemic episodes or what, uh, but Warner Brothers Discovery is supposed to have exclusive streaming rights now, uh, and they're suing for about $200 million. Yeah, I think that that was actually a pretty popular event when they did those like live, and then obviously you could watch them after the fact. So, yeah, we're, we're still in the day and age where South Park's very much so relevant, right. especially when they're constantly doing topics that are in the news and doing specials on that yeah and they're staying so, super up to date on it too right each so, episode cost paramount like one or two million dollars to purchase really I mean, paramount warner brothers discovery yeah looking wow. at the deal like they purchased every single episode for about that much that's how much it was worth so that's a little inside look at the streaming wars quote unquote about what it costs to have a show now on your network instead and how that may attract some viewers and everything else that goes into it. Because I think we've discussed on this show, sooner than later, pretty much you're going to be subscribed to like 10 different things. Because you're going to have no choice, pretty much. Right. Depending upon what shows you want to watch. Yeah, yeah. true, true. Uh, moving on to the next bit of news. I'm trying to go fast because I have more than I usually do. Hmm. Uh, we have a settlement in the Rust lawsuit. Uh, so the movie production agreed to pay $100,000, and the citation was decreased from willful serious to serious. Uh, Baldwin and Hannah... Well, Baldwin pled not guilty and waived his first court appearance, and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed also faces involuntary manslaughter charges. She was the arms uh, person on set. She was supposed to be in charge of loading the gun with blanks, Right. Uh, and all that. It's a big part of the job. Yeah. If found guilty, they both face 18 months in prison. Um, mm. um, the settlement, I, I'm not quite sure if that gets rid of those charges, but I know that it, it reaches some sort of the, the payment. It was supposed to be 130 something thousand. Uh, so it was decreased from that. 
Um, not too much else to say about that. So I, I think there's still updates in that. It just happened this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll still hear about it for the next few weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, it's one of those things where everything you said, not everything, but some of the things you said are going to change by this time we're recording next week or two weeks from now. So we'll just keep you folks updated. Right. And you never know if someone's going to contest it or whatever. I don't know. Right. That's what I think. But Law is <laughs> insane. Yep. More law. Uh, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein is sentenced to 16 years in prison in his L.A. sexual assault trial. Uh, he's serving that after his 23-year sentence cur- that he's currently serving in mm. New York for similar charges. So he's got 16 more years on top of that. So that's a total of 39 years in prison. And how old is he again? I don't know, old old enough to so not be able to last much longer. Essentially a life sentence, Basically, pretty much. Basically, yeah, mm-hmm. the rest of life sentence. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming, but, you know, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, tack this on for safe measure, pretty much. Right, right. Um, and I think he, he tried to uh, appeal, and the judge denied it. So, um, mm-hmm. looks like that's going to be the final charge for him. Got and it. last but not least... This past weekend on Saturday the 25th, uh, we saw the NAACP Image Awards, which is the NAACP's award show for uh, all sorts of categories surrounding arts, entertainment, and culture, uh, celebrating the stories of people of color. And uh, saw many wins from great films, podcasts, TV shows, etc. that came out this past year. Uh, We saw a lot of awards go to Black Panther 2. Uh, we also saw Viola Davis win a few awards, Will Smith won an award, Angela Bassett won a few awards, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, Abbott Elementary, Beyonce, nice. and more. Uh, so yeah, it was um, a great night to, to celebrate uh, culture and entertainment and all the, the feats that have been um, achieved in the past year. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely, when you put it in that perspective, you realize just like you said, all of the accomplishments that have taken place in this amount of time. Very good. Yeah, uh, and of course, that's not the last award show. Uh, next week, or no, two weeks from now, we'll have the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next week, you can expect to hear me try to predict some Oscar winners, and we'll see if I am like Devin and uh, getting them right for the, the Super Bowl or not. Uh, <laughs> so tune in for that next week. But that's about all that I have for news. It's award season, S-Z-N. <laughs> so um, I had this in a different order, my news, that is, should I do all of the law um, related? Do, man. I just, <laughs> just kind of flowed through my notes. Um, I'll do the law-related things first. We already got our... Our judge gavels out. We're already in that mindset. You know what I mean? We're already discussing it in the past. So, former WWE wrestler and current AEW wrestler and brother of Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, pleaded no contest to a DUI offense earlier this week. Jeff Hardy was arrested on three charges last June, including DUI. It was his third DUI offense in the last 10 years. So the case is closed. He avoided further jail time after served, serving 38 days, but his license has been suspended for 10 years. Wow. So 
that is what they were able to come up with. Good thing he can afford people driving him around. That's the thing, and that's why, I mean, this is my two cents. You think that you would not have to find yourself in this situation. Right. Pay the people to drive you prior to you getting behind the wheel after drinking, and you would not find yourself in this situation where you're endangering others, and now, luckily, you won't be in that situation where you now don't have to make that decision. You don't have the license in order to do so. So... This is what it takes sometimes. This is the measures it goes through. Next, so I've been hearing about this all week. I don't know if you've been hearing about this. Have you heard anything about Brandon Miller? No. A college (laughs) basketball player. Okay. I'm kind of out of the loop. All right. So, again, I haven't really dove, like, too far into the police reports and other things like that obviously you know it's going to go down this kind of road so alabama basketball player top five in the ncaa so i think that that's relevant to the story uh you'll see why so he had a friend text him a friend and former teammate uh darius miller so he texted him and asked him if brandon miller the player we're talking about if he could drop off his gun. So this is Darius asking, could you drop off Darius's gun? He's asking okay. Brandon this. One thirty in the morning. So fast forward a bit. Don't know exactly all the time frame, but this weapon was involved in a fatal shooting of Jamie Jonah Harris. And Brandon Miller's car was found at the scene. There is bullet holes in it. And now we're pretty much in the world where... People are defending the athlete because he's a young man. There's a lot of lessons to be learned at a young age. And there's also the argument of he didn't know the intent. And obviously, like, that could lead to you're just doing what's asked of you. And then there's obviously the people saying they're speculating the car being at the scene. Maybe that was to block this person that was fatally shot maybe it was to block their car from getting away and maybe he did know and pretty much i'll rein this story in and tell you how it's been handled so far so he's not being legally prosecuted at this time brandon miller is not um darius miles who committed the fatal shooting has been but the player we're referring to not being legally investigated and he has still been playing like, this happened, I believe, on Sunday or Monday. Played in a game on Wednesday. Has been playing in games in weekends. This weekend, as we were recording this, um, the team has not decided to have him step away and have kind of these things sorted out through the law or even through the school because you need to think this likely breaks some school code of conducts. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, pretty much... Following the incident, this is what the coach had to say. So this is Nate Oates, coach of Alabama. We knew about that. Can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. So pretty much very dismissive of it. And then... All week since then, he's been walking back that statement 
And then as recent as yesterday, he had to walk back pretty much a pregame ritual that they always do where you can find the video on social media or maybe news outlets. Pretty much they're going through a line and they're being, you know, they're, they're coming out one by one and they're being padded down. So it kind of looks like a security frisk or like a TSA kind of pat down situation. Yeah. But I think the gravity of the situation change your pregame ritual because obviously so that was like a, a performative thing it wasn't actually yeah. okay yeah i mean it's it's something that a lot of teams do i believe this team has been doing it all season like it it looks that way that's that's not the purpose of them doing it they're just, like just patting them down like they're they're warming up and stuff so okay. just kind of like everyone's walking through Pat them a few times, and the next person comes through, they get patted a few times. But I just think that you need to be careful. One, the coach should have not been as dismissive. And then two, knowing that the spotlight is going to be on you, your team, and this player probably also changed some things up, buttoned some things up. But they pretty much just kept things exactly the same. So Yeah, that sounds like a little insensitive. Considering right. the the situation, I don't. I, yeah, I, I I feel like they could do something different. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. I mean, I think changing this up, if he is going to play this this pregame ritual, would have like a little bit of effort would have gone a long way. And then I also think this discussions in the pregame and postgame, like just acting like you are at least a little bit trying to teach lessons to these young people right. about um, respect and how actions have consequences. I mean, to pretty much dismiss it and be like, well, you know, college students are going to be college students and you know, boys will <laughs> be boys. Really like, and It's not the same <clears throat> sort of situation, though, is the problem. Exactly. Like, it's one thing if, if you, like, I don't know, smash mailboxes. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. Come on, like that vandalism is right. very different than uh, gun violence. Absolutely, like think something like that could potentially even get somebody a suspension for one game if right. they get caught vandalizing property. Now that's why I stated that he's top five player. His team is doing well. They're high in the rankings with him being a part of the team. Obviously, we know that. It being March Sadness for us, that means March Madness, the NCAA tournament, is approaching. So pretty much the level of his play and the level of the team's play is being prioritized over the lessons that could be learned. Again, this is actually not unlawful in Alabama to drop off guns. Now, in other states, this would be unlawful. Right, the context is Mm -hmm. a little bit different. Exactly. But, But, like... It's something, this is an issue that constantly happens in both both fields here, sports and entertainment, Mm -hmm. where someone does something not good, and uh, it's just like downplayed, or ignored, or pushed Mm -hmm. aside, and like, oh, it's okay. Like, why are they being held to a different standard than anyone else that would have done the same thing? Right, the debate is being had right now, like, what if this was the third player on the bench? So... There's all the starters, then there's the bench, and then this is this person goes in kind of like in that sequence. So a contributor on the team nonetheless, but not to the stature that 
Brandon Miller is currently right now in like the whole tournament for his team, etc. So I think that that is playing a part, but nonetheless, I still think that there's just more that could be done from the school, from the team, and from the coach's standpoint. If the law is not able to do anymore at this time, this is still, I mean, this person, I don't know the age, but he's probably 19, 20 years old or something. Right. So I believe he's a freshman. So this is really an important time, in my opinion, to, again, so I am hoping for the best that he did not know the intent and that he was just doing what was asked of him. Always hoping for the best. Unfortunately, the outcome was very horrific. However, this is a time where you could teach this young person and kind of prevent things like this from happening in the future. Right. Potentially, it's a very important time to kind of rein these people in and kind of like shape them as young adults, as a superior and someone who has more life experience. Maybe that's happening behind the scenes, but as far as it looks in the media, it's not looking that way. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, I guess it's just still kind of recent, so we'll see mm-hmm. if something comes out of that. And uh, the timing of it stinks because mm-hmm. the big tournament coming up very soon here. Yep. But again, it's you can't hold people to a different standard just because um, something's coming up or because of their position or whatever. That if someone else would have done the same thing, it would be very different. I agree. That's where I'm at with it. Last but not least, I pretty much don't have any good news, but (laughs) this is not as earth-shattering and as horrific as the last, and then even the one prior could have been very bad, but the UFC Vegas 70 main event, Nikita Krulov versus Ryan Spann, was canceled due to Krulov being unable to compete last night. He got ill on Saturday night. He was suffering from a foodborne illness. This was announced during the broadcast and not prior to the event. Due to this, Andre Muniz versus Brendan Miller was the headline. Right. Yeah, I was I was watching the fights that night. Uh, and I they kept like advertising it too. Like we kept seeing the graphics and everything. Mm-hmm. So like if they knew that he wasn't feeling well, why did they wait until 10 minutes before the match was supposed to start until they said something about it? I think personally where we're at with sports is pretty much you'll try to perform and you'll try to play pretty much up until the last minute. So obviously you've probably heard of friend of the show, Michael Jordan and right. flu game. I'm sure you heard of that mm-hmm. where he's either sick He said he came down with food poisoning from eating a whole pizza, but whatever it is, he had stomach ache, other things going on, other symptoms, uh, believe maybe even a fever, still went out, performed, performed at a high level. There's a couple players this season where for NFL, just because I track that so much with fantasy football, they had, one of them had food poisoning, I believe even, and we're like, oh, we don't know if he's going to travel with the team, which means he might not play. This and the other thing. Yeah, and wasn't he ended Patrick up, Mahomes who hurt his ankle and still played on that? He did, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, players even in the middle of games can get hurt in return if they just wrap it up. It it all depends on like the gravity 
and like how important the ev- event is. So if you're the main event, not only do you have the most time to recover because you're last, but also you're the main event. You're probably why people bought this pay-per-view and were tuning in right. or went out to a bar or a restaurant or something to, Vegas, to, to, to tune in. It. Yeah, to <laughs> Vegas to see it. So you're going to try to go out there at like right up until the bell rings pretty much and with the nfl player i was talking about there was like one or two but i i know one had like a pretty good game actually and then one actually you know they said he was sick experiencing symptoms all week and then he played still but he did not have that great of a game so probably was still feeling his symptoms while out there and it just affected the play but Still, nonetheless, are going to try to get yourself out there because you are the main event and you are pretty much the reason for a lot of the sales and revenue for the event. Yeah. So that's the reason behind it. It's unfortunate when you're in those situations. People, for sure. But you got to do what's best for you. If you're not feeling well, then you got to sit out, you got to rest, and they can always reschedule it, you know? They can. So I just, having not seen it, I'm glad that you brought that perspective because it's it's interesting when you expect one thing to happen and then the rug gets pulled out from under you. But yeah, right. Again, you cannot predict these things a week ahead, a month ahead, a year ahead. I know that some of these things are talked up for a long time, especially in UFC and boxing. So how are you going to know somebody's going to have a full porn illness right. that far in advance? You don't. So, gotta at least go for it. And that's what I got. All righty. Well, that's it for the the news portion of this event. And you know, despite the fact that things happen and sometimes cancel events, you can still be sure to purchase tickets to events that you know will happen through SeatGeek. Yes, you can. Use our code. Code? Use our code if it has a score. To earn $20 off your purchase. That's right. I know there has unfortunately been some cancellations due to weather. I know I've been looking out for concerts near me. But now with the weather clearing up by us, concerts are a go again. Live theater will be a go again. A lot of things. Other sporting events. Easier to get to. Less likely to get because people don't get sick as much during the season that aren't winter. Mm -hmm. I really feel like now would be the time, especially if you're planning to do things for spring break coming up. So make sure that you uh, purchase your tickets through SeatGeek. Use our code code if it has a score for $20 off your first purchase. Yes, folks. Hop to it. Have yourself some fun. Moving on to our fantasy fantasy sports draft. March sadness is the theme, which means we are doing more dramatic characters, mm-hmm. uh, characters from dramas or sadder movies. Um, so, what uh, what sport are we playing this time? You know, I should have probably done basketball. I'm thinking about this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, folks, this month is going to be full of disappointment. It is March sadness for us, not March madness although that will be going on that's more of like you make your bracket type of thing and it would have been cool if we would have been able to make brackets but 
that's not really what we do here. We are drafting lineups. So nonetheless, there is still NHL hockey going on in this month. Basketball, college hoops specifically, is not the only sport. So after a long wait, we will finally be doing hockey. I keep saying we're going to do it, we're going to do it. I'm not going to put it off another month <laughs> just because of the March Madness tournament. That's more brackets, less about fantasy. So let's hop right into it. Let's talk about the scoring. So first, I'll do the scoring. It'll be quite simple, and then I will go over the positions. It'll be also pretty simple. Not to, I mean, we've we've done basketball before, we've done football before. I mean, you're you're pretty much turning into like a sports and fantasy aficionado. Like you're, the listeners and Wes are definitely getting up to speed. So. This is for the skaters, so anybody that's skating and handling the puck or defending. So a goal is three points, okay. an assist is two points, so you pass it to the person who then scores. Or in hockey, I know that you can pass it to the person who passes it to the person who scores. They do like a chain for assists. <laughs> a shot on goal is half of a point, plus, minus is one point so that means even if you are on the ice and you did not even get the shot on goal you did not get the goal or even the assist as long as you were on the ice at the time that the goal is scored you get one point so participation trophy all right so you get points all around it's pretty easy to get rack up some points here Yep, it should be high scoring. Now, this is more for the defender. So, a block is half of a point. Now, this is a gritty thing, in my opinion. This is something that, like, when you compare other sports, this is something that should be talked about more. So, this is somebody that is diving and putting their body in front of, and not even the goalie who's wearing more pads, but this is like a defender diving and putting their body in front of the puck. It was just shot by somebody because they don't want it to go on goal. Right. So pretty much a fast puck heading towards the net and you dive in front of it. Half of a point. But in my opinion, you got to be really tough in order to do that. Those things are flying. So a power play goal so or assist. That is when the other team has somebody in the penalty box. So you are up either one or two people. And then if you score a goal in that time, you get half a point. And now the inverse is also true as well. So if you are shorthanded, you have someone on your team in the penalty box or two people. Or they have one, you have two, etc. You are shorthanded and your team scores a goal, also half a point. And then a shootout goal, so that is after overtime, they will do the shootout situation. That is point two points. So that's all of scoring for skaters. And then for the goalkeepers, we will be drafting goaltenders as well. So a win is three points. So again, a little bit of participation trophy, except not really. <laughs> uh, because you're probably having a lot of saves. So that attributes to the win. A goal against you is minus one point. Makes sense to me. A save is 0.2 points, so if there's a lot of shots on goal, that can add up. Let's just say there's 20 shots on goal. I mean, 20 times 0.2, it's, it's going to get up there pretty quickly. And then a shutout, 
So zero goals scored against you. You get two extra points for that. So think, if you shut someone out, you're going to likely win, unless it's a tie. But anyways, you'll likely win as long as your team is able to score one goal between regular overtime and a shootout. You will get five points for that. You won't get any minus points against you, and you'll rack up all the points from the save. I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 points from that as well. Pretty good. So I would say there's an emphasis on the goaltender especially, but we'll be drafting those last. So okay. down the line, we'll be doing a center first. So that's probably... If you've been watching the person you recognize doing the face-off, so those two are head-to-head, and they try to get the puck so that their team can have it first, whether it's at the beginning of a period or it is after a goal is scored or after the there's been a stoppage, after there's been a save. That's how you the, the centers are going at it. And then they are in order of how the skating is taking place they are in the center obviously so then we're going to be drafting two wingers for the sake of this we don't really need to know who's right-handed or left-handed i'll just make it simple these are wingers but in terms of them playing hockey someone is a left winger someone is a right winger gotcha so someone's a center so someone's left center right people are skating up in that fashion depending upon what handness you are You are either on the right or left, depending upon which way you shoot, because it'll be easier for you to handle the puck and shoot, depending upon which side of the ice rink that you're on. So, not going to be doing anything awkward or opposite, but we don't need to get into all that. We just are going to be doing wingers. So, second, we're going to have defensemen. So, pretty much your center and your wingers are going to be more aggressive on offense and helping to score. Not that your defensemen can't, but the center and wingers are going to be going up first and like trying to get these shots on goals. The defensemen were just helping out on defense, probably blocking some shots, hopefully, and they will be skating up second in that fashion or in that order. Again, they still can get assists. They still can score, but they have their defensive duties first also these are going to be your bigger kind of enforcer type players so we're drafting them third to last and second to last so if you have anybody bigger on your list tougher more intimidating this will be the time to draft defensemen again your center or wingers can be anyone that's kind of like smaller faster more athletic your center could be anyone that's like a leader, pretty much. And yeah. then I think the goalie is kind of self-explanatory, right? We've done soccer before, so you know that you are having somebody that is going to be having shots against them, and they need to make saves in order to help their team win. And that's what we got going on. Okay. So, okay. How you feeling? Any questions? No, I think I'm good. I'm going to keep uh I'm going to play with it. I'm going to see what I can figure out, see what I can come up with. I've okay. got some ideas of where I might put people based on all that. All right. Um Yeah, I think I think I'm ready to go. 
All right. Now, I could be off in this statement, but I think it's my turn to go first, right? Is it? I want to say. Sure, why not? I feel like you went first last time. I could be wrong, but I think you did. I'm trying to... I should have wrote it down, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you did. So as, as long as you don't contest that, I'll go first this time, but don't forget, you get two picks in a row. So technically, you get the first winger. I just get the first center. So are you all right with that? Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. I think we'll be fine. All right. So for center... I am going to go with Jack Dawson from the Titanic. I just think that he's already used to being out on the water. Maybe if that water were to be frozen, things would go well. <laughs> it although, was pretty cold, and that's why he I'll, died. Yeah, although I think maybe if the water was frozen, then things wouldn't go so well. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> it's not really a spoiler alert. It's I know. Old. I know. It's that old. Also, true events. However, I don't know. I just get a feeling of like when you think of this theme that we're doing, like the sad movies and the tragic movies, the dramatic movies, this is kind of like the first thing you think of. So this movie kind of leads the pack amongst some others. So that's why I'm having the character in this movie that leads kind of be my leader and kind of be like, out in front and be like, all right, so they're doing the face-off tope in the game. Be like, okay, I, I, I recognize this person. Right. And maybe maybe the team will do well. Obviously, those attributes aren't really what help the team win. But I just, from like a leading standpoint, went with that thought process. So that's who I got. Okay, for your center? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. He's, he's you know, a main character. Right. So having a main character play the center makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and he seems pretty physically fit from the movie. Yeah. Um, no questions about that. But he's also very artistic. You know, he, he can paint, he can draw. And so that, that kind of, that art might transfer itself into skills on, on the, the rink uh, and being precise with his movements. Yeah. You know? I think being able to get around others... He can be creative in that way, and he can also be creative with where to pass the puck and when. So that kind of timing can lead to assists. I think that he will be creative as a playmaker and facilitator. So thank you for yeah. bringing that aspect in. I forgot about that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, so I'm doing a center and a winger. Yes, you are. My center is going to be Jack Pearson from This Is Us. Okay. Uh, he is a very like idolized character in the show uh i, I don't want to give away any spoilers about the plot or anything mm -hmm. but he himself very physically fit he was in the army uh and he also is just like a very good character he's got good morals mm -hmm. for the most part and um he's he's always got like good lessons and he always thinks about things very very well uh, mm -hmm. He did deal with, like, alcoholism for a little bit, but was able to overcome that. Uh, and so, like, I, I feel like he has the uh, drive to persevere and really just break through. You know, break the ice and get on through. Yeah, so that one I don't know that much about, unfortunately. So I'm just going to have to take your word for it. <laughs> However, with everything that you described and just knowing, like, the subject matter of a lot of these movies... 
I think perseverance is going to be big and like determination is going to be big. So it could be true for all these people. And then just having to overcome adversity is also going to be right. true for all of these positions. So that is always true in competition as well. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I just feel like he would, he would perform very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my first winger, I'm going to go with Saul Goodman. Okay. Someone who's, a professional winger when it comes to winging things in the court. <laughs> not, okay, so from his show and not from yeah from his show Breaking Bad. Well, I mean, it's the same character. Same character. Yeah, I just didn't know which. He's the same character. He's really able to persevere and yeah. uh, just like Jack, but he's also able to uh, you know he's 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 sneaky. He's a lawyer, mm-hmm. so he's a, he's able to figure things out pretty quickly and come up with a solution for a lot of different things. He's a go getter. Okay. And you know he he has his um, he has the idea of how things should be in sight or what he wants in sight, and he goes for it. I agree. So I have seen a little bit of Breaking Bad, none of Better Call Saul, but from what I do remember, yeah, I agree. So also, like you said, kind of being shifty, kind of being able to make decisions on the fly, and while you are playing the fastest game on ice, you are going to be on the fly, right? You know, and on the fly could be if the other team is down a person or if you're down a person. So that is going to be a time where it, it's crunch time. That's like two minute exactly. penalties. So you kind of feel like pressure in that two minutes to perform. I mean, you're performing all game, but that's kind of like that's go time amongst other go times. So yeah, I yeah. like being able to perform under pressure. Yeah. And he's very quick thinking He's quick mm-hmm. on his feet. So those improvisational skills uh, will will help him be better on the rink. <laughs> I agree. All right, your two wingers. Yeah. So there's this movie, and then the movie of which the character my goalie is in. I mean, I was going down some lists. I seen this on a list. Obviously, some of this is subjective, but. This is one of those things where it is sad, sad ending, sad things happen right. throughout. While there's obviously like comedic relief. So it kind of just is more like a, a whole movie wholesome. Uh, definitely sad aspects. But anyways, uh, Forrest Gump, as long as you won't contest me and say that that's not a sad movie, I'm going to choose Forrest Gump. So we've seen him do a lot of things. We've seen him play football and... We've seen him, like what run slash walks, you know, travel across the country on foot. So we know that he is going to have the stanima you because suck, man. when he You're taking one of mine here, <laughs> when he, <laughs> I don't think this has happened yet. Wow. So yeah, when he goes, he goes. So I mean, he may need some help from his teammates. So this is something like this may be a burden for me, or it may be like my secret trick i know that you wanted to pick it so you'll have some things to say but i just think like from an athletic standpoint from a stand-up standpoint this is kind of a no-brainer what are your thoughts i'm forrest gump <laughs> yeah you never said the name you just like what are your thoughts you suck that's what i think i think we read the wow. same article <laughs> probably <laughs> um so yes i think that he things just kind of work out for forrest gump for the most part yeah um and so he's able to 
Like, he doesn't necessarily need the skill to do well. Right. That's the thing. He doesn't need the skill at all. Uh, it just kind of works. So I feel like no matter what he does, for some reason, it's going to work out. Yeah. Like, he, he's going to trip over someone's skate and, like, somersault and, like, accidentally hit the puck. And then it bounces <laughs> off of the wall and into the goal or something like that. Like, some weird play is going to happen. Yeah, not to mention he always finds himself in historical events. So maybe he finds himself on, like, one of the best hockey teams ever yeah. in history. So being a part of that greatness will bode well for me from goals or assists standpoint or maybe even if he's not contributing just from a plus minus standpoint i think things will go well yeah i think he'll get you a few points whether it's assists or goals for sure great now this one no question of whether or not this is a sad movie it's on all the lists based on true events we have chris gardner from the pursuit of happiness Mm. so they do play a little bit of basketball in the film, so I'm just trying to think of like what everybody's doing from an athletic standpoint, but mostly this is about not wanting to give up and pretty much, again, don't want to spoil it too much, but like even taking something as an internship as an opportunity to get to where you want to go to overcome essentially a situation where you and your son are homeless, so you are never giving up every day you're fighting for yourself for your son for your livelihood and taking opportunities that come your way and being able to overcome things that try to knock you down and just not giving up so yeah a lot of adversity i feel like he's he would definitely perform well but i feel like he would have a slow start to the season you know he might start out like towards the bottom of uh, all the brackets and then like mm-hmm. as things go on like he might get better yeah and it might like fluctuate but i feel like in the end he's gonna have his come up story i agree and i think that if there's obviously like let's just say salary and bonus potential depending upon how you perform i think that he will keep working first one there last one to leave mentality in order to create a better livelihood for himself and for his son that's just the attitude and the perseverance that i got from this character in this film yeah for sure i I think that's a good choice for sure thank you um so next up i have a winger and a defenseman yes uh so since you took my other winger uh i'm gonna change it up here now and for my winger i'm gonna go with edward bloom he's from um big fish which uh, is a fantastic movie, very emotional. Uh, but Edward Bloom is, he's got some wacky stories. But okay. the thing is, those wacky stories uh, are probably true from what, what he tells. He's t- telling his son all these stories, and his son doesn't believe him the whole time. But then, like, in the end, he finds out that it was actually true. They were just, like, a little, maybe, maybe a little exacerbated, but, mm-hmm. like, for the most part, Edward Bloom perseveres, just like the rest of the characters on my team. He he it he deals with some wild situations, uh, but he's able to make it to the end goal and just have like an uh, make an awesome name for himself. Be like a really great guy. All right, again, similar to your center. Don't know that much about this one. 
can't really speak to it much, but based on the context of our theme and on the movies and how you speak of it, again, being able to overcome adversity, being able to persevere, being able to not give up is going to be important in this 60-minute face-off between two teams where there's going to be a latch that is out of your control. You're not always going to have the puck on your stick. You're not always going to be facing off against the person with the puck on their stick. There's going to be a lot of things out of your control, but how can you control what you can control? That's a real important thing. Exactly, exactly. So I feel like, you know, he's going to be one of those people who he just has that celebrated story about him when he Mm -hmm. plays, uh, that like everyone always looks up to him and looks to his story and be like, wow, that's just wild Yeah, how, how well he did. Very cool. Yeah. And then my first defenseman, I'm going to go with Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, so, so same franchise as Saul Goodman here. But Jesse Pinkman, you know, he's, he's quick. Uh-huh. He, he reacts quickly. Is it always the best choice? Maybe not necessarily. But he's quick on his feet. He, he jumps the gun, and he goes for what he thinks is right. And most of the time, it's usually right. However, there are occasions where he's easily persuaded in a direction that he shouldn't be going, mm. where he lets things distract him mm. uh, or take hold of his life. But I think that in the end, he was able to persevere, for lack of a better <laughs> word. I hate that I keep using that. But I he, will was, be he too. was able to, you know get to where he wanted to be he was able to start over again uh and i I feel like he's going to be one of those those players that like maybe um starts out and gets uh in a lot of fights gets a lot of penalties and spends a lot of time in the penalty box these defensemen are going to be the ones that are in fights yeah he's gonna he's gonna spend a lot of time in the penalty box at the beginning but towards the end he's gonna have a handle over it and be able to play a lot better what do you feel about the term reinvent rather than saying persevere over? Yeah, and over and reinvent over again. himself. Reinvent. Yeah. So that is something that you would like to see towards the end of the season. Somebody reinvent themselves and kind of like hit that stretch and really perform well for themselves and for your team towards the end when it matters most. But I think from a defenseman standpoint, there's going to be, like you said, some good and some bad, and you're hoping that it's more of the good than the bad so being able to predict things you may be able to predict where the person you're defending is going to go and you will be able to steal the puck from them hopefully or block the shot that they are getting on goal hopefully however if you're easily persuaded or you're easily tricked or fooled they may be able to think or have you think they're going one way and then go the other way and then all of a sudden they are past you so luckily the Minus points for the goals are not against the defensemen, but this may lead to some goals for your team if that first line of defense, the defenseman, gets tricked and tripped up. But hey, again, there may be some situations where they're in the right place at the right time because they use their instincts to get there. Yep. (laughs) All right, you're two defensemen. All right, so I got some bigger players for my defensemen. So I definitely have some enforcers. They're going to be slower, (laughs) but they are going to be intimidating nonetheless. So first I have Michael Ower 
from the longest yard. Okay, okay. So we've talked about the, that one. <laughs> we've talked about this on this show before. So I mean, happy ending, but sad story through and through based on true events. I think we've talked on this show about how a lot of the things were exaggerated, a lot of things like were made into just a, a Disney production rather than what really happened, but nonetheless a sad story about sad living conditions for a young man who is taken into somebody's home in order for him to have a better opportunity for living, for education, and then, as we find out, for athletics. So this is somebody that goes from bad living conditions, uh, life-jeopardizing conditions, to being in the NFL. So definitely... Happy ending, but sad throughout for things that are happening. Yeah. And then this one is. Um, I let's swear see. to God. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it will be. So this for me is kind of like a cool, just short little story for myself. I'm trying to. So I know the character's name in the movie. I'm trying to pull up the actor. Um, I'll, I'll say those two things and then I, cause I have a short story about this. Oh, okay. I have it all here. So is it John Kofi or coffee from uh, Green Mile? Uh, <laughs> Were you really going to have that? Yep. Okay. So coffee. Yeah. The, so I'll need your help here because I actually haven't seen the movie, but I would oh, just, Oh, and you're still taking him. I would like to say <laughs> that he is from Chicago, Illinois. Yes. And Believe it or not, when he was coming up, uh, the actor that is, Michael Clark Duncan, who has passed away since, unfortunately, but his humble beginnings is actually working for the same company as my dad, believe it or not, wow. having the same job as him. Yeah, so they did not work directly together, but where my dad currently works and will be working until he retires is the company that Michael Clark Duncan was working for as well before he got his start in acting. So that for me is cool. So your dad's going to become an actor. <laughs> that is down the pipeline for him for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but I have seen this actor on some other things. I know he's done like a cameo in two and a half men. And I mean, I know the actor just big, bodybuilding looking type i think he's what six he's foot five or strong, something yeah. yes and very strong very tall movie is super strong too. yes I, from what i do know about it they judge a book by its cover pretty much right and he's think a very that, gentle guy yeah they think that he committed uh serious crime or crimes uh, just based on again his stature and other things that they're judging about him before they get to know him. So what else do you what what are your thoughts on this character that I stole from you? Well, I think that's going to that kind of um I don't know, poke some holes in in your your choice here because that's fine. uh he, while he is strong, he's mm -hmm. a gentle giant. So yeah. uh as a defenseman, yes, it's it's going to intimidate people, but as soon as they find out that he's not as intimidating as he appears, I feel like they're going to be able to uh, to work around him a lot more uh -huh. or to, to deceive him a lot more. However, that intimidation factor is definitely going to have a huge play in most of the season. 
I agree. Definitely in the beginning of the season, in the beginning of games. I still think that, again, there are ways to play defense without checking people, without blocking shots, without being physical. There are ways, again, while he is going to be bigger, so it may be harder for him to get uh, to defend some of the finesse players. There are going to be situations where he can just poke it out with his stick. So hitting your stick against someone else's stick, not that violent if you think about it. I think he can uh, sleep easy at night knowing that right. that's all he did in a game. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he, he's definitely not going to end up in the penalty box very much. Uh, he's going to be a lot more gentle. If anything does happen, it's probably going to be an accident. Got it. And he'll apologize after in the yeah. press conference. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be, yeah, uh, a very nice teammate. Very good team spirit. That's good for the locker room. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Good choices. Now I got to change up mine. Sorry. Uh, I was originally going to choose him for my goalie. Um, oh, that would have been good. But too late now. So <laughs> my defenseman, my second defenseman, I'm going with Henry Hill from Goodfellas. Okay. Uh, you know, he was in the uh, mob. Yep. And uh, he was a mobster, a, a gangster for a while. Mm-hmm. And he, he was able to, you know, um, do quite a lot as that. Uh, commit <laughs> some crimes and stuff. So it, it adds a little bit of an intimidation factor to him. Uh, while he's not the most intimidating member of them, he's also the... Um, I don't want to say smartest member, but he was able to outwit the whole team and get out of there and uh, be the only one who ends up, and for lack of not being able to spoil it, the only one who ends up alive at the end of the movie. Right. The only one who ends up not caught alive and in witness protection. So um, I feel like those smarts are what's really going to help him the most when it comes to being a defenseman uh, as he perseveres <laughs> through his story. Um, but he's also going to be able to be as sneaky as he needs to be and uh, as um, strong as he needs to be to be able to, to get the puck out of other people's hands and into uh, where it needs to go. Yeah, I totally agree that all of those things that are being overcome will help out in the line of this game. They, they align with this game in order to, again, be able to keep up with somebody that is trying to score against you and be like, you know, I'm, I'm right behind you, or in this sense, they're in front of them. But, like, you're not, you're not getting past me kind of mentality right. or something. Like, nothing's getting past me. So that's definitely really important for a defenseman. Exactly. Uh, and then moving along to my goalie, another mob member, this time in New Jersey. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> strong guy. You know, he's the leader of the mob. Mm-hmm. We're going with Tony Soprano. Yeah. Tony Soprano. Big, tough guy. But he, he does have some, you know, psychological problems with having to keep the the mob and his family separate. Yeah. Uh, but he's able to balance that for at least as long as he did. So I feel like he, he would be able to balance the game really well. He would be able to uh, secure the area that he's in and keep it secured for as long as he needs to, um, as well as being a good leader as a goalie of um, helping send the puck where it needs to be after it's been shot at him. Yeah, I agree. So I saw these on list. I saw both these films on list, probably the characters as well. It's a TV show. Well, oh. One's a TV show, one's a film. 
sorry but I, I did see both of these i just know of them don't haven't seen them before but didn't want to put them on my list for that reason but I, I think that both of these would have been good choices they are good choices for you so yeah being able to leave that stuff at home quote unquote like your your work or leave your work at work i should say and that other work and not be able to be distracted while in the net and while defending and then also being able to again kind of see things coming at you from a mile away quote unquote so being able to kind of have those instincts and kind of be a little bit predictive will go a long way yeah yeah all right so you got your team wrapped up most of my team is criminals (laughs) (laughs) so that's fine my next one is going to be off base a little bit definitely like not like the others but not for the reason you're thinking i have i believe because i haven't seen this i've just like read about it i was supposed to watch it for a class at school but i just read about it instead and watched some youtube videos however i have h-a-l 9000 is it pronounced hal or is it h-a-l hal hal 9000 from 2001 space odyssey that's, so that's how you say it, right? I know it's like an acronym. Yeah. It's like something, something algorithm. But nonetheless, it's AI. And I chose this because of where AI is at today. <laughs> so this was kind of supposed to be predictive at the time of things that AI could be capable of and things that they may do in the future that could be potentially harmful to others if you are trying to do that for others in any capacity but pretty much now we see robots and we see play uh ai that can write papers for you or can detect if a paper was written for you write blogs for you yeah you know the list goes on and on of what ai can do so i am imagining a world where there can be a ai robotic goalie although (laughs) hal 9000 is not that he does trick people into doing things they may not want to do and i think that he would also be able to like calculate shots like exactly angles and everything exactly like shoot the puck and he's got all sorts of different outcomes of where it could go and how it's going to get there that's what i was thinking as well of like pretty much before you even do something it's pretty much already known and determined by this ai and like they're already going to be there stopping it and you're gonna be like every single time no matter what there's going to be in my opinion no way to trick it unless you like defeat it you know get rid of it in another kind of way but in terms of the rules of the game that likely will not be legal so i think i will have a goalie that will get a shutout and will win what are your thoughts yeah i think that that's a really good choice uh again like he's got a lot of smarts here um so it's a a little hard to play against something like that that can just has more computing power than Mm -hmm. any of the teammates brains or all of the players on the field combined um yeah i mean However, the I haven't seen the movie, I but I know that say, there was some sort of fatal flaw where Hal does end up getting defeated in some way. Right, right. I, I, I know that that's in there. 
I thought also you were going to say, like, you weren't sure if this was a sad movie or not. This was similar to I would Forrest... call it a more dramatic movie. Yeah, than. similar to Forrest Gump where it's just like there's there's things going on. Like, here's the thing. Depending upon how you interpret it, like, I, I was reading some things and people were like, I thought I found the movie to be, like, witty. There would be times where I was laughing, where other times, like, people were scared and intimidated and... I was pretty much, I had to look up, like, did you cry while watching this movie? I mean, that, and you don't necessarily are, have to cry for it to be a drama, though. I mean, yeah. you watch Goodfellas, and you might not necessarily cry at Goodfellas, but okay. it is a drama. It's dramatized. Got you it. Know, it's, got, right. it's a more serious aspect. It's less about the funny aspects, but funny aspects still happen. Right. Dramas still have comedy. Got it. All right, so not quite the Titanic, but still, nonetheless, did bring out some tears in some folks and may have brought out some tears into some of our listeners yeah it was something that <laughs> got got mixed reviews but again i i interpret like from what i know about it is that sad situation nonetheless for sure for sure all righty and that is it for each of our teams uh so like always make sure you're checking facebook twitter leave a vote for which draft you feel like would be the winning draft Mm -hmm. um and we will announce the winner once we have all the votes on the next episode this time we'll remember hopefully (laughs) yeah uh there's going to be a lot of sporting events taking place here real soon but before some of them take place why don't you go and check this sporting event out so we would appreciate any likes replies comments retweets anything under that realm from you listeners we would really appreciate it yep uh which means we are moving on to two truths one lie brought to you by midnight Midnight Energy. energy that's right folks we are amped up for this two truths one lie segment we are drinking our midnight energy right now it is four gamers by gamers and we are gaming right now we're playing a game we just a little game show game we just finished a game next week we will be doing we'll be doing our skim through next week we'll be doing a skim through so i'll be talking about the game i'll likely be drinking midnight energy before that that way i'll also be able to focus i'll have my vitamins i will be ready to go folks so if you would like 10% off of your order in order to game, focus, get your vitamins in and get your caffeine in for the Be day, hydrated. get your hydration going for the day, you could use our code SCORE to get 10% off your order. Yeah, score yourself a good deal with our code SCORE on Midnight Energy's website on all your purchases. That's right. The tubs, the blender bottles... Get yourself some midnight energy today. Yeet. Okay, now we're moving on to our two truths, one lie. Uh, since I did news first, I guess I'll go first. Um, so we're starting off 0-0. Zero, zero. Yes, it's we a are. Fresh, fresh match, fresh month. Yes. Uh, and we'll see who comes out on top this time. So this one, I feel like it's too easy, but we'll see. <laughs> Which of these movies was not directed by Steven Spielberg? Okay. E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Hmm. and Catch Me If You Can. Hmm. So, I just, like, I know who that is. I just don't know 
much about like who does what. You know what I mean? I like there's Steven Spielberg. There's Stanley Kubrick, which we were just talking about one of the films. There's Clint Eastwood. Like there's all these people. It's just like they've been doing it for so long and been doing it well. What did they do and what did they not do? As soon as you say like this person actually did this film, I'm I'm gonna be kicking myself. But I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark. And what was that last one? Catch me if you can. I'm just gonna go for it and say catch me if you can with someone else. Why not? All right. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. So catch me if you can and E.T. the Extraterrestrial were both directed by Spielberg. You know I was gonna say Star Wars, but Star I also didn't Wars, want people being like, "Oh, how did you not know?" It's, see, like, it's a really rough one because Star mm, Wars, of course, was George Lucas. That's what he, I thought. He, well, he didn't direct, but he wrote that stuff. Okay. Um, but George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are really close friends, so they collaborate a lot, and they collaborate on Indiana Jones. Uh, but they do collaborate and Steven Spielberg has had a hand in brainstorming, helping George Lucas brainstorm for right, Star Wars right. stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lucas has never let him direct a film. Jeez. I don't know okay. if it's so much like Lucas is like, I don't want you direct you one. Like Spielberg mm-hmm. wants to or has said that he wanted to. He just <clears throat> never got a chance to. So with Star Wars Episode Three, he got to oversee an animatic of one short scene, which is not mm. directing. I understand. See, so, yeah, it's he's uncredited. Exactly what I thought was going to happen. George Lucas, he exists. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I know all these people exist and they do really great things. I just, I knew someone like high caliber did Star Wars. I just couldn't remember who. Everyone's going to make fun of me on social media now because I don't know the history of Star Wars and stuff. But I, I knew it was somebody. I just couldn't think of who it was. All right. With that being said, now it's my turn. So let's do a little bit more positive uh, storylines going into the NCAA tournament, shall we? All right. So there is currently three schools in the state of Texas ranked in the top 25 in NCAA men's basketball. Which of these Texas schools is not ranked in the top 25? So there are three total, and two of these are, but one of these is not. And then I will reveal the school that actually is instead. So Texas A&M, Texas Christian University, you'll probably hear it referred to as TCU more, or Texas Tech University. Which of these is not ranked in the top 25? Top 25? Yes. Texas Tech, Texas Mm -hmm. Mm A&M. I know Texas A&M is in there. Okay. That one I know. And it's Texas TCU? TCU. Texas Tech. Yep. I'm going to go with... I... mm, Ah! (laughs) Ah! Right? This is rough because... I want to go. I want to go. The the nerds don't play basketball. <laughs> Not tech. Well, but, they're they're um, all nerds if you think about exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with TCU. You don't think TCU no. is in it? Too busy focusing on football instead. Well, that is incorrect. It is Texas A&M. TCU and University of Texas, uh, Texas Tech. I would have been right with not, Texas Tech. I would have so, been right. So both of our second guesses would have been correct today. 
However, there are no second chances in <laughs> Two Truths, One Lie. Should call it Two Truths, One Chance. Two Truths, One Cry. <laughs> <laughs> two cries, one, one chance. Because you only get one chance and then you, you cry twice over, but... That's it, folks. So, We're both 0-1 to yeah, start, start for March Sadness. Very Great fitting. start. Very yeah. sad start to this March <laughs> Sadness month. It only makes sense. <laughs> well, thanks so much for tuning in uh, this episode. As always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk or on my website, WSkimMilk.com, for this podcast as well as others. Devin? You can find me on social media as well. Devin Lang 32 for NFL fantasy football analysis, maybe a little bit of XFL, and also just some other relating topics right now, maybe some other things I find funny in the meantime. All righty. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks. See you. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.